1: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Hello and welcome back to another live episode of Green and White, brought to you by Argyle Life. While I wait for a comment to pop up to prove that we've gone live, just a quick one to ask you to subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube or listening back later on one of the podcast platforms. Be sure to drop us a review. It helps the algorithms and it helps us improve. But anyway, on to tonight. Oh, we're live. Good. Thanks, Steve. Roses are red. Coventry sky blue. Valentine's Day. Game ended 2-2. I could go on with that poem. Uh, mainly didn't have enough time. And also I thought that was bad enough as it is. Uh, but Wednesday night under the flashing lights saw Coventry City roll into town for a one-night stand with Plymouth Argyle. A brilliant affair saw Argyle get ahead after Adam Randall's run to the edge of the box cut back for Morgan Whitaker to smash home. Ellis Sims initially levelled things up, but Home Park was in the mood for goals and Mikael Miller stepped up, unleashing a drive into the side netting to notch his first for the club. But there was to be no happy ending, as an hour and a half of initial FOS play was blown at the end. A second week of free-kick wall placement left Liam Kitchen to compete at the near post to tap home past a hapless hazard. Joining me tonight is Dan Ellard, how's things?
3: Yeah, pretty good, thanks. You?
2: Yeah, I'm all right, I'm all right. Uh, Joe Bell, how's things?
4: Bonjour. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Um, Ready to uh, try and dissect that one as best we can.
2: And just Ben. Ben, how's things?
5: Yeah, good, thanks. Obviously a bit upset about the the end of the game, but... um, I think I'm much more enthused than than most people seem to be. i compared to most people. I think I'm I'm Greg Wallace at three PM on a Saturday. I think compared to <laughs> most people,
2: that is um that's an incredible reference. I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, Greg Wallace and what he gets up to on a Saturday. Um, I thought he was all right before. Not too sure now. Uh, Dan, why don't you run us through your your match run through? and then you can you can eat your jack of potato whatever you're
3: doing off camera ah cheers mate thanks no worries. um a, a an interesting interesting game um in in a lot of respects uh it, it was a a reasonable start by us um carved out a few chances then as the first half wore on uh cov kind of caused us more and more problems really started to pen us in i felt um we were struggling to play out, trying to play out from the back a lot, um, Hazard dropping it into the centre-backs to then push it wide and go into midfield or, or straight in there. But we, I think due to Hazard's distribution not being great and Randall and JB not being quite on it on turn, uh, we were struggling to play out, struggling to get Whittaker, Hardy and Devine on the ball. Um, and that meant that um, Coventry really did start to pen us in, kind of culminating in the miss of all misses, shall we say, uh, from about four yards out. I was sitting in block eight and I have to be honest, was screaming at the lino. How is he not given that as offside? You look at, look back at it on the replay and actually looks like he's timed his run well enough. Uh, and Galloway's playing him on in the middle. Uh, so fair enough, puts the cross in and, and our defence plays musical statues and Hazard doesn't get it. And how the bloke has missed, I really don't know. I've seen comparisons to that Chris Porter miss for Crewe, um five or so years ago. And, yeah, it's, it's right up there, isn't it? Um, yeah, after, after that, obviously, kind of being let off the hook a lot, uh, it was good to uh, make the most of that um, in the second half. Um, just felt like we kind of got a bit more impetus, got on the front foot a bit more. Randall and JB started getting into the game a lot more. Um got our wing backs on the ball and and um created good chances from there. Uh, the goal is a lovely pullback from Randall. I think he could easily have kind of put it into the um corridor of uncertainty for Hardy to try and run onto, but it was exactly the right thing to do to pull it back behind their defence and then Whitaker to slam it home. Uh the equaliser is a bit of a frustrating one. Another one where you just wonder if. I don't want to say we're being too cavalier, you know, that's how we've been so effective all season. But, you know, when you're 1-0 up and then be done by a ball in behind, kind of around Ben Gibson, um, Lewis, Ben Gibson, Lewis Gibson. um, To then, yeah, for then um, Sims to get in behind, who I was very impressed with all night. I mean, is he 8 million quid good? Not sure. But, uh, you know, he was very, very impressive. Um, And then, yeah, Hazard kind of gets to it, but maybe doesn't. Do I don't know? It's a difficult one. I don't want to kind of pile blame onto him, but you know, is, has he just made a good save, or has it is it another one that he's palmed into danger? Not sure. Um, and then they they scuffle in the rebound. Um, Miller's goal isn't Miller's goal; it's an own goal. Sorry. Um, there's been a bit around this this week with that uh, Jaden Philogene goal as well, which obviously wasn't his goal either. But uh, it's it's not going in. Um, but you know, he he put a lot of good crosses in. Really promising cameo, and um, and he. Deserve, deserved his goal, to be fair. So, you know, I'm not going to uh, slate him too much for it. But the uh, dubious goals panel might want to have a look, another look at that one. And then I'm sure we'll discuss their equaliser in detail. It was, it was a right kick in the teeth. But overall, we played well um, and we have held a team that is in the top six, uh, went back in the top six last night. I think there's a lot, a lot to be positive about. Um, despite the kind of kick in the teeth that is a 96-minute equaliser at home. um, It's yet another game where we've proved that we are capable at this level. Um, We can compete with the better teams. Obviously, it's kind of different when we're up against, you know, Leeds, Leicester, Southampton. But I think we are proving we are capable of giving a right good game to most of the teams in this league. And that's really encouraging. Only one loss in five under Foster in the league so far. Um, plenty to be positive about despite uh dropping two points in the last minute. Go on, then Ben, follow that up. Anything to add?
5: Um, I think it, in many ways it was the most um encouraging performance of the season, despite it wasn't as um maybe as entertaining as some of the games, especially under Schumacher. I think that we did a job on Coventry to a large degree. We maximised our strengths and negated a lot of their strengths um, and could have, you know, should have perhaps um, come away with the win. And that's something we lamented earlier in the season, our being too naive to do, being too gung-ho, not being um, savvy, et cetera. And... um you know, I, I specifically mentioned in relation to this, the games against Swansea and Millwall, where we looked like the better team for large portions, especially against Millwall, like the only team who were really doing any attacking. And Millwall stifled our, um, our strengths, sat deep and then uh, scored on the counter. Um, we looked very much that sort of team, able to be organised and competitive and make the opposition work for goals rather than just trying to outscore them and accepting that we were going to concede. Um, yes, they did create quite a few chances, but then, you know, Argyle did too. Um, and I don't think the stats are particularly reflective of the chances because, for example, um, like Coventry, like Sim's shot that saved and then his shot again to score will both count as shots on on goal. And, you know, so the, the XG, as it was, is, is um, pumped up uh, artificially. Um, so I think that. Um, on balance, we can be really happy. I think the Fosball, or whatever you want to call it, the sort of the, the the style and the tactics that he's trying to employ. I think you could see that much more clearly um, yesterday in terms of its implementation going forward. I think the the striker especially, but also the midfield, looked more connected. to the whole team looked connected in and out of possession. Um, Coventry didn't have a lot of time on the ball. Divine seemed to be almost more than. Hardy, the trigger for the press, he was all over people, not allowing them time to to set up well. Um, And, you know, when someone did get free, played a lovely ball over and and Sims was able to get onto it, um, you know, if if Gibson had been just that little bit more switched on, I think he'd have cut that out. Um, And then the the goal at the end is avoidable. So I can see a lot of frustration. I can understand a lot of people's frustrations with coming away um, from the game without the three points but at the same time I think the reason we're frustrated is because we played so well and I don't think two weeks ago we'd have played that well I don't think Foster's style was implemented in the team well enough to be able to have um, been going into the 94th minute, 95th minute winning 2-1 and I don't think under Schumacher we'd have been even with with Finazaz, but especially without him going into this game I don't think we were um, we would have been organised enough to keep that threat that Kov have down they're one of the form teams in the in the league, they've got you know great players all over the pitch, and despite their um, the the players missing, um, you know they they're a top top team, and I'll be surprised if they don't end up very close to the playoffs, if not in it, despite um, the start to the season they had. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to be positive about. We definitely look like a team now who are getting more organised, and now that Foster's built the foundations of um, the defensive side, trying to shore up holes and 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 being able to. To um, make teams work for their chances, I think that now we're beginning to see maybe maybe a bit more implementation of the attacking style. People like Divine, who has come from you know the league below, playing defensive midfield or sort of playmaker in midfield, to then being asked to go play wide forward, inside wide forward in the um, in the championship. You know, he's taken him a few games, and now he's he's getting a Jb. I thought after having a bright first game, a couple of quiet, quieter games looked. It yesterday, him and Randall looked like a really dynamic pairing. Looks like Randall can play in the system well enough. So you know, there's, there's loads there to be positive about. You know, um, and yes, of course, it's frustrating, as I'm sure we'll come on to. You know, that that concession was just unforgivable in many ways. But um, I think there's a lot of positives to take from the overall performance up to that point.
2: Yeah, I think um, Randall can play in any system, so don't you need you don't need to worry about that, Ben? Um, absolute godlike figure of a man apart from when you ask him to play in the 10 don't do that again um wasn't too good there if i remember rightly um moving on to some full-time thoughts um phil says eight points from safety podcast that well we will we have um the sky blue hub who are watching already got involved tonight a uh, decent side who probably shaved it in the second half uh we find a way to get a result and got a bit of luck that we didn't get in other games recently. Uh, Jazzy B says, we're in trouble. Can't see where we get the next win. Preston? Don't know. Um, Brendan Bassett says, lots of positives and on balance, probably fair result, but feels like a loss. Um, still need to learn to manage these closing moments better. Um, Nikki Carey, sad to give away the three points. We deserve the win. Bally shouldn't have risked that challenge. and uh, given giving away a free kick. Um, and definitely there shouldn't have been six minutes added time either. I'm sure Joe will get onto some ref-based segment in a bit. I'm sure you can have your say on that. Um, Izzy Deely says, a draw is better than losing it, in my opinion. Not wrong. Uh, we could have played a lot worse to how we did and yet still managed to score two goals. I don't get why people are so mad about it. Um, Lee Williamson should have been four to us with those opportunities, robbed of three points and John Biggs So no wall for that free kick was criminal um it was obviously we'd smash it there and hope for a deflection um Joe let's bring you in let's let's let you off the leash you can have a you can have a minute or two um you, you tweeted afterwards about Mark Robbins's um post-match um and, and you know how they knew they'd been in a game um Obviously, before we, before we move on to individual performances, how, how did you see last night?
4: Uh, I thought it was comfortably our best performance under Ian Foster. Um, I don't quite understand this analogy where we were only better in the second half. I thought, bar a 10-15 minute period in the middle of the first half, I thought, I mean, I'm seeing all sorts of things that Coventry controlled the game. I didn't see it like that. Um, I thought we were confident. I thought we were brave. I thought we were aggressive with our press, with our passing. Um, And actually, up until about the 32, 33-minute mark, everything Coventry had was outside the box. They didn't actually have any touches inside our area. They then get a little bit of luck and they start to work their way into the area. We started to sit a little bit deeper. I think we maybe lost a bit of confidence um that's going to happen when you've got such a young side out there um and then you know we're talking about it's unforgivable what happened at the end it's unforgivable for matty godden to miss the target um with the header i mean it's it's for a player at this level it's absolutely diabolical that he's not put out in the back of the net um and you know that they they then got a, a confidence boost off that and yeah all right they finished the first half the stronger um but I thought second half, I thought we were outstanding at times. I thought the way we, we linked the play, um, you know, there seems to be a real a real dynamism, if you like, about our performance last night. I thought several players stepped up and had their games of the season. Um, you know, and let's not forget, we had cha- we had a lot of chances to bury that game at 2-1. Um, we had moments. I mean, the, the hardy effort at 1-0 is simply unbelievable. And that, that's a whisker away from from striking the post. And we saw last weekend that if you hit the post, there's every chance it's going to go in the back of the net. Um, and look, yeah, okay, we, we dropped deep the last 10, 10, 12 minutes or so, and we invited the pressure. But actually, up until the end, we were seeing it out fairly comfortably. Um, there weren't any real causes for alarm, I don't think. Um, certainly not from what I can remember. I know part. Uh, know. Palmer fired one over. I think another lad fired one well wide. Um, you know, Hazard wasn't really having to make any outstanding saves in that last 15-20 minutes. Um, I mean, he he's so unfortunate with their goal. It's a wonderful save. Um, and it is just it's just how it's happened. it's just bounced up and it's hit Sims. He's he's just running forward. There's it, there's no finesse in what he's done. He's just running towards goal and it's hit him. Um, I'm not quite sure I know um somebody praised Sims earlier and said they thought he had a decent game all night. He, he I lost a bit of uh lost a bit of respect for the lad when he was shushing the Mayflower randomly at one one. Um get on with the game, pal. The game's not over. You're still got, you, you're one one with a team who are supposedly in a relegation battle. Just get on with your job. Christ, say You cost eight million pounds and you're struggling to put away Argyle. Get on with it. If you've got playoff aspirations, but you know, chapeau to him all the best for the rest of the season. But um Coventry have, have got away with two this year, haven't they? They got away with a howler of a decision back in November and they've got away with a, a late equaliser tonight. Look, I'm not going to sit here and cry a river. Um, we we were the architects of our own downfall with our game management in the last six minutes, but up until 90 minutes, I was so impressed with Argo and I, I really do believe it was our um, best performance under Foster quite comfortably.
2: Yeah, and um, do you know what? Sorry, Dan. For once, I'm going to have to side with Joe. I'm not not entirely sure what Ellis Sims um, brings to the table, apart from being a monumental waste of money. Anyway, moving on to some positive things. Ben, uh, are the new digital advertising hoardings a sign of just how massive we really are, or do you want an actual question?
5: Yeah, I will have an actual actual question. Uh, Unless there's an insignificant revenue or something. I've there's this. Yeah, I'm not. I,
2: I assume it's just because we're on TV three games in a row, right? So that's mm, why the lead effect. Yeah, but we are massive, so that that'd be why. Um, Adam Price of this parish has asked: Is that the biggest sitter missed by an Argyle opponent since Chris Porter? I know, I know. Dan um, mentioned it in his opening speech, but
5: yeah, it was it's absolutely nice. crazy. It's harder. It's one of those that's harder to miss than than score, you know, is is I can't understand. And and that's why I sort of find a bit of the water about the game and the concession at the end and stuff like it could you know, games turn on moments and when it's at the end of the game, there's nothing after it to sort of cancel it out. Whereas, you know, you can look back at that and Coventry, could Coventry fans could say, well, you know, we should have buried that and then the game would have been a very different story. But yeah, that was that was absolutely you no, know, you know, I suspect if it was one of our players, we'd try to Ameliorate it a little bit, but being an opposing fan, you can't can't believe how that hasn't gone in. But like you know, we had a a team out yesterday that some of them haven't been in the building very long. Some of them are playing positions they haven't played all season, um and there were going to be chances. We were going to you know there were going to be mistakes. There's going to be a lack of communication at times. There's going to be you know, there's going to be someone left free to go and get a header. The the Gibson, you know, moment of he's not quite sure where he is for the for the goal, etc. Um, you know, and it's all well and good saying you, know, you you take them when they go for you, and when you know we got to deflect a deflected goal and they missed an open goal, and then we're sort of saying, oh, we should have held on, but the game could have gone differently. You know, it, you can only deal with with what happens. Um, I think that. Had that goal gone in, I think the game might have gone differently. But it's it's all you know what a boundary, isn't it? So um, we've had we've we've missed enough sitters in that game. Well, maybe not as obviously not as clear as that, but we've missed enough chances in that game that you know there's 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 plenty of plenty of what a boundary to go around. I think if you uh you know if you want to pick that out as a specific um, turning point in the game,
2: Dan, Michael Savage has asked, uh, when is the last time a player underwent a transformation before a rise like Mikel Miller right now? Peak Roberto Carlos would struggle to get a game with uh, M around. Um, he had the defender on toast. Was a fit Miller always this good? I know that you made a, a very, a very surprising
3: comparison in the group chat last night, which I absolutely loved. Uh, the quote, I believe I said, was like Greg Wild on acid. He absolutely baffles me as a player. Um, I, I watched him on Saturday and he was terrible. Um, just, you know, constantly giving the ball away, sloppy in possession, sloppy out of possession, got booked. And and he has games like that. And then he also has games like um, Cardiff away uh, and coming off the bench last night. He was astonishing, you know, and it and it's a and it's kind of a little bit similar to again Greg Wild's kind of style. It's very kind of one trick pony, but that one trick is so devilishly good that opposition fullbacks can't deal with it. You know, get the get the ball out wide, one on one with the defender, and then just head down, dart down the line, and they can't deal with his pace and dribbling, and he gets a probably more more often than not a good crossing sometimes you know he's he's a bit wavered with them but that's fine he does put some really quality deliveries in though um yeah it's obviously we know about the injuries um and that kept him out for a large part of last season um but yeah there's quite clearly a very very talented player in there albeit you could say that, you know, his, his defensive side of things isn't amazing, but I think him and Mumba, and I'm sure we'll talk about Mumba some more, um, under Foster, I think it's noticeable how their kind of defensive awareness um, is, is is getting better. Um, probably the help, probably helps switch into a back three as well. They can play a little bit higher up. They are not haven't got to kind of uh, invert in the back four or, or sit a bit deeper. They can push up more. Um but, yeah, it, it's, we've certainly got an asset there. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of competition for places at, um, at left wing back um, with, you know, Mumba can play both sides. Edwards can play both sides. Um, now we've got um, Sosa in there as well. It's it's a, a kind of hotly contested place. But if Miller plays like he did off the bench last night, then um, he's difficult to not pick, to be honest.
5: Yeah. Miller's got a um a, a unique set of skills, I think. I say unique, but he has a particular set of skills, which he's very good at, and he's not necessarily um got more to offer, but what he does, he does very well. And at the start of the season, we didn't really need the get to the byline whip it in sort of player out wide. And that was what, you know, he was doing when he was brought on, and people were sort of talking about his end product and it wasn't necessarily that he had an end, didn't have an end product it was the end product he was producing wasn't what we needed we wanted people to get to the byline and then cut it back to Azaz or Whittaker to take that bending shot from the edge of the box or, or, or play the little one-two with Hardy Um and now under Foster like Foster specifically has spoken about uh, and one of the players one of the early interviews I can't remember if it was said about they're working specifically on getting the ball out um, what it was for the Divine Assist, um, it was, I think the Vine was saying that, or Hardy was saying that they've been working on getting the, the wing backs and the forwards out wide um, and getting the getting the ball pinged in in, in the traditional sort of wide man sense. Um, and that fits Mikhail Miller's skill set to a tee. You know, so now he's gone from being almost like a square peg for the round hole to becoming the, the perfect shaped um, peg for that for that whole, whether it's square or round, I don't know, because I lost myself in that uh, that metaphor. But yeah, all of a sudden his skill set is 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 ideal for what we need there. So it's not necessarily that he's almost come alive. He's been playing to that standard all season. It's just not necessarily been producing the end results because it's not been, been what we've needed. But um, yeah, it's, it, he, he's an asset for Foster, I think, for the style he's trying to adopt.
2: On that then, Joe, a couple of questions. I'll couple these up for you. Uh, Miller's first goal in 39 games. Firstly, are we crediting him with that? I know Dan isn't. Um, You know, is it a Philogene style, you know, taking a nick, but still on target, so it's it's his. Uh, And the second part of that bit is, would you look to expect, if I could speak, that'd be brilliant. Would you look to extend his deal beyond this season? No,
4: and no, not sure. If I'm honest, Um, just because as Dan says, he's, he's very in and out. Um, And, you know, we're still, I mean, look, it's the same with, it's the same with Brendan Galloway. If you can keep, if you can guarantee that you're going to get a good quantity of games out of them every season, then yes. One year rolling contracts, happy days. Um, If we're going to get the Miller that we saw in the cameo last night, every week, it's not really a debate, um but there are performances that have been put in that would leave you scratching your head as to whether or not he would be the best person to carry forward into next season um so look, I'm just very relieved that I don't have to make that decision, and I just sit there and wait for the news to come through to tell me of somebody who has made that decision whether or not they're getting a new contract. I think but in answer to your first
5: Oh sorry. Just Go very on, quickly, but
4: in, in answer to your first question, it is not Miller's goal. Um, he's clearly trying to put it into the middle of the area and it, it's the lads just dived to stop it. So unfortunately, Mikhail, you're not having that one for me.
5: Yeah, spot on. I was just gonna say it's possible to offer players contracts that are performance and bonus related. So they got a basic weekly wage, and then if they play, they get X amount, and if they hit certain performance criteria, they get you know, X amount more. So if you've got Galloway playing to the level he is, he's one of the top earners in the club. But if he's on the injury table, he's still earning a decent wage, but it's not, you know, taking up a massive amount of the squad budget. So there's there's ways around players with dodgy tr- fitness records and track records um, who are still very skillful, high-end players um, for clubs like us who can't afford to sort of waste X amount per week on someone who's not playing. There are ways around if the players are amenable to... To agree, so that they get those get the wages they're worth. They're playing, but they you know they'll just get a decent wage if if they're not.
2: So from one from one to another, obviously Joe's already preempted the next question about Brendan Galloway. Then Dan, um, obviously, uh, I'm sure you were shocked as I was to see that he was in the lineup again. Um, what was that? Is that four games now in a row? Four games in eleven days that he's managed, which is quite some turnaround from a man who previously um we're struggling to hit four games a season so um and don't get me wrong he's been absolutely sensational hasn't he w- would
3: you um would you extend his deal well it's, it's probably the same answer as Joe gave to be honest on miller it, it's it's difficult to say at the minute because again we know about the injuries um and whilst it's fantastic that he's really getting a good run of games at the minute um that can that can all change very very quickly. That said, on the subject of things changing very very quickly, going back to last summer when we heard that Brendan Galloway had been given another twelve months, it was like, well, oh, blimey, we're are we going to be able to shift him? Or you know, surely he's not going to play any part in the championship? Wasn't really up to it. You know, didn't make a play and make a massive contribution last season. So let's just uh, you know find a way to ship him out in January or something. Now here we are six months later and he's a pivotal part of that back three. Um, on the flip side of the coin, you know, we had Callum Wright being an influential part of our promotion winning uh, title title season. And um, unless he's injured, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think he's injured. He's just not making the bench at the minute, is he? So it's, things can change very, very quickly. And, um, yeah, long, long may it continue for Galloway. I think he was doing a good job um, when we were playing a back four, either le- mainly kind of left back. Um, and he was probably one of the better full backs we had at kind of inverting into centre midfield. I think Miller really struggled with it. Kesler Hayden wasn't great at it. Edwards wasn't great at it. Um, so it's, yeah, but he's um, also obviously now come in left centre back the kind of position he was playing in um, in his first season with us, um, and and just doing a really really good job. I think his all round kind of play defensively on the ball, playing it out, awareness of of um, when he's got to play it quick, when he's got to play it safe, playing something more expansive, um, and also just putting his body on the line. It's really really good to see. Um, hopefully, I suppose you you could say we've got a little bit of cover there with it would probably be you know if 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 he didn't play it would probably be gibson moving over wouldn't it and um scar into middle center back um but you know it, he's a, he's an important player for us for the, rest, for the rest of the season that's for sure
2: yeah ben do you think galloway's done enough to earn his um free transfer to stoke city in the summer
5: <laughs> um for, for very inflated wages yeah um yeah, uh, when you get an injury, it doesn't necessarily mean your fitness record is bad. Like in terms of, there's there's fitness and niggly sort of things, and then there's like chronic injuries that um, you can either pick up repeatedly, or they can be one-off sort of things. So, like if if his chronic injury was chronic injury, if if his if his serious injury has repaired and it's not going to be a chronic problem, then his fitness is the same as any other player potentially. Um, so just because he's had a bad spate the years of injuries doesn't mean that's necessarily gonna gonna continue so I mean you you have to wait and see how he plays out the season you'll have to consider what other offers he's got and if we want to because if he's got no other offers for example or or they're not as good as what we're gonna offer him it might be a pretty easy decision to make if someone's willing to take a punt and offer him sort of 15 20 grand a week is that something I want to match with the potential of that you know the specter of that um, that injury record hanging over him. It, so there's lots of different um, things to consider you know that, that make up the picture. If the price is, is right, like I say if you could maybe get him a, um, a performance and bonus related contract um, done and he'd agree to that um, then I think it's definitely worth the offer but it, it again it will depend on what his ambitions are. Um, you know if he want if like he, if he's happy down here, what else he gets offered, etc. But I definitely think he's played well enough against um, enough. That, you know, you think about who he's played against in recent weeks. Some of those forwards that have cost you know 20, 30 million pounds. Some of them, you know, he kept um, a lot of, of very decent players quiet over the last few. You know, we keep it's been it's been mentioned a few times that the goals haven't come down Galloway's side, have they? I mean, I know that's that can that can just be a, a fluke, but of late that side of the pitch has been pretty secure so um against some you know top top of the table teams so um i think he's definitely a championship quality center back when he's fit it's how much you know the old gambler in the in the in the in the the setup how much does the team want to gamble are they a a risk averse um board or, or or you know those who are who are making those decisions, or or were they happy to to take a punt on a few players who have the potential to be because of that that risk? You know, potentially you can get a, a, a top quality centre back for cheap if he stays fit. So there's a lot of things to consider there. But if he continues the way he's played for, um, over the last few weeks, the last couple of months until the end of the season with relatively little time out, I think he's definitely earned a shout.
2: Joe, I'm gonna give you an option here. We're gonna stay on individuals. You've got Sousa, Sorinola, or Divine. Pick one and talk about them and their performance. Go on. I'll give um, you an option.
4: I'll take Alfie. Um I thought I thought he was absolutely superb. Um Ben mentioned earlier the the hard yards he put in. Um thought first 20 minutes he was comfortably the best player on the pitch um he he fashioned some wonderful opportunities he you know he wasn't what was nice about him was he wasn't always going on the outside he was more than happy to come inside and spread the play over to the right um it wasn't set that he was going down that left um he obviously puts through a a fantastic pass there for randall to to nick in and and get the assist for the opening goal of the game um i just thought his all-round game you know it you know, these, these young lads are, are very inexperienced at this level. Um, there's not much game time that they've had in the championship. So every game that they play um, is is a learning curve. Every game's a lesson. Um, and I thought it was evident last night that every lesson that Divine has had since he's come to the football club, he's learned from. Um, and I just think that if we're going to see that level of performance, that, um, you know... Fozzie talks about non-negotiables in the dressing room and there are very strict non-negotiables and benchmarks, et cetera, et cetera. For players like Alfie Devine, and and I know you didn't mention him there in the three you wanted me to talk about, but Darko JB as well, that's their benchmark for the rest of the season. Um, you know, that's the level of performance that um, we would like to see. I'm not going to sit here and say we expect to see it every week because they're young lads. They're, you know, they're they're still teenagers and and relatively inexperienced. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to have off games. Um it's just part and parcel of the development of their journey. And we are just a small part of that development. Um but that was the benchmark for what we would like to see from Alfie Divine. Um, and I would certainly say that in the other games that we've seen, that was the first complete performance from him without a goal. He sort of pieced together everything good about his play from the last few appearances. Um, and if that's what Alfie Devine is capable of at this age, then he is going to have a very bright future ahead of him. It may not be at Plymouth Argyle; it may be somewhere else. But the kid's got a future, and with the right coaching, he could he could go on to some very good things. Certainly.
2: So that leaves that leaves two. There's two two of you, two players. Dan, I'll come to you next. Go and on, pick one:
3: Sorinola or Susa oh blimey i yeah i'll take Susan. i know joe kind of touched on him um uh just then but um yeah much much the same in terms of you have to factor in how little game time um him and some of the some of these other players have had at this level or indeed kind of professional senior football um yeah he he looks a, a a capable left wing back on on first on first viewing um certainly certainly didn't look you know out of his depth or overawed or anything like that um got up and down the line well as joe said you know offered us width when we needed it but also was able to kind of go inside as well and, and link up with Centimids or or divine or hardy um and um yeah i think the defensive side of it will will come with every game, really. You know, he'll start to build that partnership with, if it is Galloway at left centre-back or if Gibson moves there, you know, he'll start to build that partnership, the communication of when to go tight to a man, when to go up, push out to the opposition fullback, when to sit in a bit more when we're going to a back five and sit in on their wide man. Um, so, yeah, it's encouraging. Um, you know, his end product wasn't completely on it um, for all of last night. And obviously we did make those subs, um, it was, I think it was around the hour mark, wasn't it, when both wing backs got withdrawn, um, which makes sense because they do put a hell of a shift in um, and Foster seems to demand that of them to really kind of stay back in that back five at times when we need it um, to offer us kind of defensive width across the pitch, but then also offer attacking width as well. So I think that will be a common sub that we make Um under Foster, is just rotating those wing-backs out. We're also quite heavily stocked in that area as well, which which tallies. So, um, yeah, not not outstanding, but certainly, certainly encouraging. And um, he's certainly going to be in the mix, along with Miller um, and Mumba, um, for that left wing-back slot going forward.
2: Yeah, Ben, I'm going to mix it up a bit, actually, because um, Joe's already mentioned Darko JB. Adam Randall was fantastic. I thought Ashley Phillips, again, Looks a a brilliant player. I mean, I was a tweet last night that I think we should be straight on to Tottenham, extending that loan deal to the end of next season. Um, if, we'll if be lucky. yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know why Sorinola was in that list. I think there was just loads of players last night individually. I just thought um, people all over the park
5: just, just well, quick, quickly on Sorinola. That looks like a fantastic bit of business to get him tied mm. down to a eighteen month slash two and a half year deal for. Um, you know, on, on a free transfer, um, looks like he looks very capable at this level. Um, it doesn't? Has an, I know it's a small sample size, but I don't think mm. any game he's played he's looked out of place. He's fitting seamlessly. So, so yeah, you know, worthy of the praise. Sorry, carry on.
2: No, no, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. I just, I just ad hoced, and I'm not an ad hoc sort of guy. Um, I thought
5: no, I, I actually tweeted there were good performances all over the pitch. Maybe yeah. I was a little bit high on Souza. I think Dan's exactly right. It, may, it might have flattered to deceive at times, but because I sort of said. I think everybody was a seven out of 10 um, in the initial Mm -hmm. aftermath. Um, And maybe that's not quite true.
2: Everyone. Yeah. Exactly.
5: I I was really talking about the starters. Um, But, you know, it was a really encouraging performance. Everyone seemed to, the communication was brilliant. The spacing, the distances were good. And you could have really picked, I think, any of the start and 11 and said, you know, what, you know, heap some praise on this person. And you'd have been able to go on for five minutes. I thought everyone did a a really creditable job.
2: yeah can't disagree um I suppose we've got to no we don't the changes you say about the starting 11 uh seven out of ten obviously there's those changes um what I'll come back to you Ben we'll go around the other way because Joe's got a big ref watch segment coming up um what, what did you make of those changes initially obviously it felt more for me felt we felt more or less in control until those changes I mean I I understand why you take Hardy Whitaker Phillips off, right? But like, you know, those those that come on, Wayne, Pleguezalo, and Houghton, it just we just seem to lose. Like,
5: well, Phillips Phillips looked knackered, and he's looked tired towards the end of a few games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a lot, you know. So that's kind of understandable.
2: To be fair, he's like he's what eighteen, so he's still like up till two a.m. and waking up at like eleven. Like, I
5: mean, the guy's probably still growing. You know, as silly as it sounds, you know, there's not many people who actually finished their you know development eighteen. So I mean. To, to play week in, week out is is quite impressive because he's probably, I mean, he must eat like thousands of calories, that guy. Uh, he's 18 years old. He's played professional football and training all week. Don't care. we all?
3: Don't <laughs> we all eat thousands of calories?
5: Well, well yeah, uh, if only I could could play like that. Um, yeah, I think the changes are necessary. Like Dan says, the wing backs are kind of integral um, and they go up the whole pitch. They're important in it, each stage of the, of the of, of the game. Um, and so you need them at top top of their, their game but also foster said he did have an eye on Leeds and on the and, and on the other games coming forward he has to sort of as much as he wants to leave people on and he wants to get something out of the game he he can he has to consider player welfare and he, he can't just think about the the 90 minutes or 90 90 plus um that's that's going on right now and you know he sort of said i had to consider what i was going to do what my plans are on saturday and um you know Going forward over this period, so I think that that played into it. I think that, um, I think that Miller was 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 brilliant when he came on, and I think Mumba had a you know some great, um, some great moments, and I think that last two or three minutes from him, from receiving the free kick to um, giving away the the, the free kick, um, that is receiving our free kick and then giving away the free kick in our box, uh, or sorry, just up to, to the to the left of the box, or the right. Um that was a bit that was sketchy. Yeah, that was brilliant. It's a shame we can't edit that. Um but yeah, that that little period was sketchy. But other than that, you know, he sort of had a, a reasonable impact. And I think that um it's good to have depth in those areas because you need those players um full of energy all um <laughs> all, all game. Um so I don't think you know, Miller again, he had one of those games where it all came off, but I think that was because we had people moving around him and giving him options. Um then we've got to talk about Ben Wayne. I, I've said before that, I mean, I try on here not to say anything I wouldn't say to anyone's face. And I also try to um, to not say anything that I th- wouldn't like said about me. And I think I've been a bit unkind to Ben Wayne at times. I think I've compared him to a Labrador in his chasing, which was just because I lacked the the eloquence to sort of express what I meant, which was I don't think he's got the nuance and and. Cr- Guile to his his pressing that that Ryan Hardy has, but he does have a specific set of skills, and running off the last man is is one of them. He's not particularly fast when he's going, but his first pace is really quick. And if we're going to be getting men wide and putting the ball in, he's potentially got a role in this team. His problem is his ability to hit the target is still really bad. You know, his shots on target percentage is really not what you need at this level, and it has been all season. and that's included, you know, factoring in the distance from goal of a lot of his shots too. It's, it's not um, not great. So I do think, you know, Foster said he had a great impact on the game, and I'm not sure I'd agree, but maybe what Foster meant was he was doing things I wanted to see him doing um, and, and affecting things in an area I want him to do, and he will continue to develop. So there's potential there, possibly. He certainly can do a certain job. I don't think he can do the job that Hardy does for sure um but yeah i'm not sure he had a a, a positive a, a net positive he, you know he wasn't bad he certainly you know played well i thought to um the, the limit of his abilities but i wouldn't say he was he upgraded hardy when he when he came on but again hardy needs to rest you can't play him into the ground so you know if he's the next man up he's the next man up and if foster's confident he can develop him then got to trust that that he will did I miss anyone? Did I miss any subs? Someone else no. can have a go. Tagrezalo. Yeah, I thought we did all right. He's not. The, he's not the quite the ball player Phillips is. Ironically, I think he's better in the air. Um, even though Phillips is, you know, seven foot tall, um, but I don't think we, we dropped off too bad. I just think that communication between him, him and Barley, both seem to have a bit of go to the ball in them, sort of like that desire to go and you know, rather than be patient, a bit of impatience in them. And so they're a bit of a, a a miss of a bad pairing on that side. They both seem to think to want to, you know, commit maybe a bit earlier than they need to. Um, So maybe a a different pairing on that side would, would work better. Um, But yeah, I thought he acquitted himself. All right. When he came in.
2: Go then, Dan, I'll leave it down to you. That, 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 couple of minutes of madness or whatever you want to call it, giving away that um, free kick. I know there's been a bit of uh, talk online, um, discourse, if you will, whether whether it was a free kick or not. I'm sure we can get into the specifics on that on Joe's little ref watch stint. Uh, but to give that, that ball away and then, you know, I think it's a defensive mix up from everyone, isn't it? It's, it's calamitous from... Everyone in in the fact that there's one man in the wall, then he's not in the wall, and then neither man nor uh, player is closed down, and then the way that ball goes in, um, you know, Bobby puts it. Can we just talk about Hazard? I suppose there's, there's a few people there, right, that need to be um, spoken about. I was going to say lambasted. I think that was a bit harsh. Um, do with do with whatever ramble that was,
3: Dan. <laughs> <laughs>
4: wish, yeah, that,
3: was, that was a question and a half, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I it was. It, it's a very ugly goal to concede, isn't it? You know, it's never nice to concede in the ninety sixth minute. If it's a Welty, you probably say fair enough. But that was a, a real kind of ugly one to just for them to kind of bundle it in at the near post. Yes, of course, if we have a one or two man wall um, guarding that near post area, it probably doesn't happen. Um, Albeit, as we saw in the previous game, uh, well, Sunderland game, uh, that walls don't always stay intact. Um, it was, yeah, I, I can understand, I think, from the point of view, of, you know, obviously they brought everyone up. So, you know, we want to try and p- put as many men in the box to go man for man or cover as many zones as we can. So I understand the logic as to why we didn't waste in inverted commas um one or two men in the wall however of course and it's it's captain hindsight isn't it but you know the fact that yeah they do kind of drill it into the near post get a touch on it and it's 2-2 is is very frustrating in the lead up to that um i thought it was very noticeable um in the kind of last 10-15 minutes of the game how how many men we had still in their half of the pitch. So let's say Coventry are playing it around the back or trying to progress it into midfield. It's not as if we went into a low block at all or even a kind of mid block. We were still really trying to press the ball and win it back high up the pitch, Um, which is obviously risk and reward. Fantastic in terms of easing, but not allowing too much pressure onto us, giving them territory if we can win it back or force them into a a kind of hoof that they don't really want to play. the flip side of that is if they do find that out ball um, and play around our press or through it, um, we really are exposed because, of course, them being 2-1 down, they're going to commit a lot of bodies forward. Um, so it's it's as we've done a lot of this season, you know, in terms of committing bodies forward to try and score goals and, and try and stay on the front foot and not just be a team that sits in a low block for 90 minutes, uh, which is quite, it was such an entertaining team to watch. Um, it's 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 high risk. And um, on this occasion, it didn't pay off. But, you know, the Stoke game, albeit, you know, I know we were level in these games, but Stoke and Rotherham, we got late winners. Um, and, yeah, I, I think we, as frustrating as it is and as much you want to kind of break it down and say, well, if this didn't happen and if this didn't happen, we'd be two points better off. It happens. You know, mistakes are made all over the pitch by every single player in every single game. Um, I really don't want to go too, too in on Bally. It's frustrating. He's not hit those heights that we kind of saw last season, albeit at a lower level. And, you know, on the opening day, Gates Huddersfield, that stunning goal that he scored, it's not quite happened for him since. But there's still a quality player in there. No doubt about it at all. You know, he's... Um, I think he'll be suited now as time goes on, you know, now that we're playing this back three and go back to wing back rather than having to play kind of be shoehorned into the front three or play full back. Um, I think that'll help him. And he's still pretty young. You know, it's not as if we're, we've signed someone, you know, 28, 29 for a million quid. And, you know, they're kind of heading towards over the hill. He's still a young guy. And um, as Joe said, you know, a young team, they're going to be inconsistent. They're going to make mistakes. Ashley Phillips, for example, Fantastic player, but definitely got a mistake in him. Sunderland's third goal, for example, you know, he's not the finished article by any means, but all the better for us because we've quit, clearly got some quality players um, throughout the team and and Bally's one of them for me. So it's it was, yeah, it, it was galling, but it was, you know, you kind of look at the bigger picture, another point on the board, another point closer to safety. It, it wasn't a bad night at all.
2: Staying stay with yourself quickly, though, Dan, do you reckon that's half of the problem? Is that he was so good last season? So we, we as a fan base collectively have this higher um, ceiling for him than we would have if we'd signed him in the summer. We we might be like Uh,
3: to an extent. I mean, there's there's always that thing of wow, you know, exciting new player signs, and then you know after they've been here for a year or two or whatever, you know, that kind of novelty factor wears off. hence why you know new signings can often be overrated um too much early on. Um so yes to an extent but it is noticeable how you can kind of compare some of our players from last season and, and kind of it's quite a excuse me a contrast of you know how they have made the step up. Bally has struggled a little bit, Callum Wright has struggled a lot, Ben Wayne struggled a lot, Brendan Galloway, fantastic. Mikhail Miller, fantastic. You know Jordan Houghton, when we, especially when he was, um, you know, not so suited to the 3-4-3, but when he was sitting in front of the back four, fantastic, you know. So it really is quite noticeable how certain players have almost looked better at this level than League One. Um, but yeah, that that is probably part of the problem with Bally yeah.
2: Is there anything to add before we move on to uh, Joe Bell's famous ref watch? going to take that as a no. Joe, go on then. I was going to can this segment and John really wanted to keep it in. Um, Do you share the same seg- uh, segments? Do you share the same sentiments that, that John put in the group chat earlier about um, the linesman being utterly useless?
4: Uh, let's go through several incidents. Um, the Adam Randall yellow card, I'm not sure what he's supposed to do. Um, yeah. he's gone to win he's gone to win the ball and the um Coventry player's put his head down and gone to head the ball in a ridiculous fashion. Um I was absolutely flabbergasted that the referee went to his pocket for that. Um there was the blatant, blatant dragging down of Sorinola while Argyle were on the break and the ball had already been put out of play. Um the ball wasn't even in the field of play and Latte Baudier um Yank Sorinola down by his well his shoulders at least to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um that's worthy of a blue card. Um obviously they're not quite in fashion yet, they're obviously not been painted. Um there was a tackle down in fr- directly in front of the fourth official. Um, I think we ended up with a free kick when um it might even have been Lata Baudier again went to ground and we they were playing the ball from the floor. Um, there were bodies everywhere and I think Randall may well have got the free kick. Uh, my initial reaction was it was late and the feet were, you know, it was one of those extended motions. Um, maybe even played from the floor, but, you know, that's all superficial. I haven't seen a replay, so I can't really comment on that. Um, I think what John's... Um, point is on the official on the on the lindhurst side it's the moment when uh bobby thomas heads it back up into the air and the linesman believes that ben wayne can then still be offside um and you have to give credit to keith stroud there for for playing on um because if that had been given as offside then i'd have walked out um because it would have showed a complete ineptitude by the officials. Um, you know, so fair play to the referee for letting that go. Um, he couldn't do anything about the free kick at the end. As as mentioned before, it, it was rash. It was reckless. The player's going away from goal. He's actually heading back towards the corner flag in front of the big screen when, when Mumba clatters into him. Um, it's just not needed. The referee had nothing else to, to do with that. Um, and then there's the... The big point for me was six minutes. Um, I thought it was excessive. I'm going to say that because Coventry scored in the fifth, of course, I am, but um, I thought six was, was plenty, was more than plenty. Um, I thought we, you know, it's very clear that the officials had gone back to 30 seconds for every substitute and 30 seconds for a goal. I accept everything happened in the second half. Um, but even so, none of I don't think any of our players were deliberately taking time off the clock. Most of the times we were making substitutions, the ball wasn't even in play. The game had actually stopped for various reasons. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed that it was six minutes. Um, but, you know, that's all superficial. The referee gave six minutes and we, we've got to go on with it. Um It seemed like, sorry, Joe, if I can jump in, it seemed like a bit of a return to
3: that kind of new directive thing that was starting at the start of the season, didn't it? You know, where six, seven minutes was the norm. Now that, had that new directive kind of still been in play, I think we'd be like, yeah, well, six minutes, that's just what it is these days, isn't it? But it seems like they've just kind of, as the season's gone on, they've just kind of abandoned it and gone back to, you know, traditional kind of levels of stoppage time. So to see that was... It was kind of unusual wasn't it i'm sure they'll say well it's fair enough but like you say it's it, it it's out of the norm for the minute isn't it
4: I, I would agree i would agree with that but my point to that is if we are going to enforce all these new rules then why was the referee not also then enforcing that the players had to go off at the nearest possible opportunity um you know if you're going to impose one brand new directive by ifab you're going to impose the other um and that's the inconsistency that unfortunately annoys every football fan up and down the land. I don't agree with the comment that's just been shown on the screen that Hazard was taking two minutes. Um, I think there was probably two incidents where you thought he's maybe taking the mick a little bit, but um, the referee seemed completely nonplussed by it. At no point did he issue a hurry up, at no point did he um, go and have a word with Hazard. So he clearly didn't see a problem with time wasting. Um, I don't recall the physios being on the pitch at any moment. It just seemed a bit, a bit rash, but um, at the end of the day, had we managed the game better ourselves in the six minutes, then we'd probably be sat here saying, well, six minutes is six minutes of partying, isn't it? So, um, you know, you just got to get on with it. It was lovely to see Keith back at home park um, on what was, what his 602nd game was it or something I said in the preview, the 602nd time that he kissed the ball as he walked out of the tunnel. Um, it was quite the theatrical performance from him um last i I found it incredibly humorous when he booked it might well have been Sims actually down in front of uh, block sixteen and he gave the old theatrical pointing to four various areas on the pitch um before issuing the yellow card. I thought that was um that was top draw, but yeah look once again, the referee actually hasn't had a bearing on the game um you know nothing the referee has done is. Has um has impacted the result? If you like, it was all our own doing that did him did change the result in the end. Um, I did find it a little bit a um, little bit humorous that the EFL or the PGMOL, whoever it is who decide these appointments, decided that it would be a really nice touch for Andy Davies, the man who was involved in the controversy at the. Uh, sky blue arena or whatever it's called nowadays back in november who didn't see the ball go over the line was appointed as fourth official to this game um i did think that was a little bit uh perhaps a tongue-in-cheek gesture or maybe they wanted to cut down on the expenses but um yeah i mean just i just want to touch a little bit on the um free kick hour and if you can just give me a couple of minutes of airtime
2: um
4: i mean i can't stop you talking so crack on mate you no, up. you well, you could you could always mute me. Um and a lot of you know the people who are watching will probably wish that happens. Um the it's just a calamitous three and a half minutes, isn't it? You know, we get the free kick, we pussyfoot around with it on that side. Um I mean I know where the free kick was going to be taken. I would, I would have been on my feet applauding had Adam, when the whistle was blown, had Adam Randall done a whole one hundred and eighty degree turn and played that back, ball back to Connor Hazard, and he could have took thirty seconds off the clock. Um, you know, we we shouldn't have done what we did. Um, obviously, Mumba overplays and gets caught for it. That gives them the throw in, and then we look like we've we might deal with the situation, and and the lad gets done because Mumba comes in like a bull in a china shot down by the byline as i said when he's going away from goal um and it, it's 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 really unlucky um have a look at the the video i put out on x today you know it, miller gets a, a such a clean connection on it at that near post yes all right he drifts off the near post but he touches the ball and it's just unfortunate that he volleys it straight against liam kitchen's leg that was stuck out hoping to get on the end of the original delivery which was a poor delivery, by the way. I know everyone's saying that that's what he was trying to do. I'm not sure that Thorpe will be too pleased with the delivery that he put into the box. Um, And Miller's got a clean connection. It's just hit Kitchen's outstretched foot that he stuck out to try and get a toe on it. Um, It's an incredibly unlucky incident. um, And probably just about sums up where our our luck is at the moment um, in terms of things like that. We'd, I didn't think against Leeds in the replay for a majority of the game. Did we get the luck of the bounce, if you call it that? Every ricochet seemed to go in their favour, um, and unfortunately last night the the ricochet from the the ball into the area just hits Kitchen and goes in. But um, you know the, the the really annoying thing about that is we dealt with everything that Coventry had thrown at us in that twenty minute period um as i touched on earlier we didn't you know although we were under sustained pressure we we never really looked like we might ship a goal um and it's just so so annoying um but the bigger picture and i'm going to be the one to bring up the bigger picture going into the sunderland game we were praising the position we were in in the league after the sunderland game we lost a point to qpr last night we gained that point back so we're still in exactly the same position as what we were going into before Sunderland which everyone saw as a great position to be in um so I accept that Saturday is going to be tricky but you know if we if we beat West Brom on Tuesday that point last night looks like absolute gold dust
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free from Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing
2: I assume it stands for Argyle Till I Die, unless your name is actually Atid. As obviously mentioned Saturday, moving on to Leeds. Obviously, I used to think that Leeds fans were overreacting slightly about you know their hatred for Sky. Um, but after this season, I completely understand their frustrations. I, I don't think there's been a week where they haven't been on TV. I mean, if you were a Leeds fan, you could quite comfortably just buy a a Sky Sports yearly package and see every single game. Obviously they trek down to Home Park, a nice close local one for them. Um, I mean they didn't sell it out last time so let's hope they can this time. Down to Home Park for a 1230 Saturday
5: kickoff. How do you see it going, Ben? Can I just say that the seventeenth is my, my wedding anniversary and I bought tickets to go and see Leeds forgetting I, this. I think you got
2: gotten the hospitality
5: <laughs> yeah, but, um, the, the wife would not, not she, she's happy enough to get me out of her way for a, for a few hours. Um, so yeah, thank you to her for allowing me to spend the first half of that day with my boyfriend, as she calls him, uh, going to watch Leeds. How do I see it going? There's been a lot made of um, the fact that we've we sort of played a weekend midfield and, and not a first choice side because of all the ineligible players against Leeds, and that we should give them a good.
0: God,
5: we should give them a good game um, with with everyone available to select. But Leeds weren't playing a full strength side either, and arguably, I've got to stop reading the comments and just look at you, Aaron. Arguably, they look stronger when they reintroduce everyone they have um, to potentially bring back than we do when we um, strengthen our side. So it will be very difficult, regardless of everything else. You know, forgetting who they put on the pitch, Leeds has hit us here a really hot run of form. And whereas earlier in the season, they seemed to really struggle to get into upper gears when they needed it, they would they seemed to coast games. And then all of a sudden they'd concede a sloppy goal and then really struggled to sort of up the tempo again and go and kill games off and sort of were dropping points needlessly. They had a lot of turmoil with um, players wanting to leave the whole stupid contract loan situation and all of that, I think, caused turmoil. They now look really impressive defensively, organisationally, and obviously they've got an incredible array of attacking talent. Um, So it's going to be a really hard ask. I think if there's any game of this sort of run of three or four that people would accept us losing, it's probably this one. I'm not necessarily expecting anything. However, that being said, the performance we put in against Coventry where a lot of commentary fans have been quite gracious, you know, which I don't think happened after the first game. Um, I think there's, a, we've got that organization now under Foster that we could just nick it. I think under, you know, playing our shoey ball, which was um, to go and try and score more than the others, but we'd have lost that game. I made that joke, um, <laughs> we would have got, we'd have lost that game. I don't think you know, playing shooey ball we'd, we'd win. I think with Fozzie, if we have another game where they hit the woodwork a few times, there's bodies on the line, there's the potential to nick something. I just don't think it's realistic given the form they're in and who they, you know, given that I think Saints have slipped up, haven't they? Ipswich are, they still have a game in hand, I believe. I don't know if that would put them above Leeds. I don't think it would. Um, but they want to put, try and put some distance between them and the, the other two, try and sort of secure second spot. Um, I don't think they'll be taking it lightly. They've obviously already played us a, a couple of times recently, so they they know um they know what we're about. We know what we're gonna play. You know, Fozzie's not gonna change too much, I don't think, in terms of formation or or approach. Um, so they've got the advantage in that sense, as of have we, but like I say, when they can bring in the guns that they can bring in and blow, potentially blow us out of the the water. You know, it's one of those where they're gonna, they're obviously gonna create chances. It's whether those chances go in, like Jaden Anthony's, or like in the fixture down here, they sort of hit the woodwork and and whatnot. I think that's gonna make that's it's really gonna be one of those games, a bit like last night, where it's gonna hinge on you know misses or deflections. Um, and, and even decisions of, of, you know, rash decisions, et cetera. Um, and so it's not one of those I'd bet on, even if I was a betting man. Um, I think we could get something, but I, I, I definitely think that the Leeds will likely win, I have to say.
2: Yeah, Dan, obviously you've got to, get, got to get up early for this one. How how do you think this is going to differ from the last three meetings this this season already? I mean... Sort of sick of the sight leads, aren't we?
3: I was just thinking, like, we waited, what was it, 2007? I think the last time we played them before. So we wait, like 16 years to play them, and then we played them four times in about three months. Um, I, um, well, an interesting thought I had was, will there be, and should we be, take a bit of a Bristol City away approach to this? Um, and play a heavily rotated team, basically chuck it with the view of West Brom home and Middlesbrough away coming up. Now, I don't really want us to do that. Obviously, you know, it's a it would be very frustrating, especially at home in front of the Sky cameras to 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 do that. But as um, as has been said, they could easily turn up and just steamroller us anyway. You know, we could play we could play very well and still lose. You know, that's that's a fact of these top teams lead Southampton Leicester in this division. I think we, but I think we could get something. So do we take that Bristol City approach on the basis that, you know, people will say, oh, it could, you know, we could, you know, it could like lose us momentum and, you know, and and all that. Well, when we did that at Bristol City away, we then went on the Saturdays to Norwich home and beat them 6-2. So, you know, that wasn't too bad. Um, But, it's. I think we've got a bit more. We. I think our depth has been reasonable all season, but I think strength in depth in terms of kind of more quality options to bring in. Whereas you know, with with respect to them, kind of Wayne Tyreek Wright Warrington players like that that have, weren't really kind of not really up to it this level, unfortunately. Um, whereas now we can kind of rotate in a bit more quality. So. It'll be interesting to see what he does with the team for this game and Tuesday and next Saturday, all of which are very, very difficult games. Um, But, yeah, who who knows? You know, Leeds don't win every single week as good, as as much quality as they have um, in their squad. So, um, yeah, it, it will be tough. We will struggle to kind of play that kind of aggressive front foot style. They are going to pen us in at times, 100%. You know, we'll have to sit in a little bit and and put bodies on the line and sit deep. Um, But who knows? Who knows? Um, Joe, do you know?
2: Leeds um, have uh, only drawn one game in their last 10. They've won the other nine. That draw obviously came against us. How much of a of a hope do you give us, especially when you consider their, they have, according to a website that I've never heard of before, bsoccer.com, they have quite a few players out. They've got Shackleton, Darlow, Pascal Strike, Stuart Dallas, Dan James and Liam Cooper out, according to this. But could be nonsense. Uh, maybe a bit of research before a pod would go uh, down well. Um, how, do you, how do you see our chances on Saturday?
4: Uh, I think it'll be very difficult. Um, I think Leeds are a a brilliant side and we've competed well against them um, in three games this season. Um, I did see that Dan James actually came off the bench for them in midweek. I think he's back. I think, you know, everyone don't need to hear us rambling on too much about what Leeds are good at and what they're not good at. We've seen them plenty enough already. Um, I agree with what Ben said, that when they brought on their real players' equality in the cup game, there, there was a, a, a vast difference in in what both sides were, were capable of doing against one another. Um, so it's going to take a, a mental resilience, a mental fortitude, as well as a physical effort to to get anything out of this. Um We've shown signs that we're capable of hanging around in games. One thing we are going to have to be is incredibly ruthless when we get the chance, because we are going to get chances, um, even though we were on the ropes and on the back foot at Ellen Road back in November. Uh, that feels a very long time ago now. Um, we still had um, a great chance when Whittaker got free on the right and he pulled it back for Azaz and the shot was saved um, that day. So... We're going to have to be better at taking our chances. Um, Leeds will give us chances um, just because they are going to come here with the utmost confidence, the utmost belief that they've beaten us twice this season, albeit once took an extra period of play. Um, But, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up up their rear ends. They know full well how good they are. We know full well how good they are. Um, but equally, we have to be we have to go again. Um, I'd imagine the group will be delighted to get the Middlesbrough game out of the way because although all you hear is that footballers just want the next game to happen, they just want to play the next game, they can't wait for them to be back to back to back. They're human beings and they need a rest. Um, so I'd imagine they'll be delighted to get the borough game out of the way next weekend. Um, yeah, it's going to be I'm, tough. I'm, I'm but...
2: Not just them, not just them, Joe. We get a rest from podding every two days. Absolutely brilliant! Can't wait for that. I, I, think I get,
4: one... I get, I get a rest on Saturday, Aaron. Actually, this oh, yeah. weekend. Yeah, um, actually. But yeah, it's you know we're going to have to be we're going to have to be very good. Um, as as Casey says, you know we've got a goalkeeper that's in relatively good form at the moment. Everyone seems to want to throw mud at him and hope it sticks um he's not mobile enough he's not this he's not that but his shot stopping ability at the moment's fantastic um i know everyone is now going to probably dive into the comments and said oh he could have stopped this and he could have stopped that last night yeah all right um so he's in good he's in good form and um he's gonna have to probably put in his game of the season but we are gonna have to take the very few chances we get otherwise um we're going to be kicking a boomerang so um i don't know what he'll do team-wise um i wouldn't like to guess somebody else said to me today what dan said about whether or not we take a more cavalier approach to the selection policy um i would only do that if a genie in a bottle could guarantee me a 3 nil win and a clean sheet on tuesday night um sadly we're not living in a Disney fairy tale. That doesn't exist. So um, you've just got to get on with it and and hope that the, the squad show the aptitude that they did at Ellen Road. If we put in that level of performance, happy days. Um, and we will have a stronger side out. I accept that. But equally, Leeds have a much greater depth to their squad. Um, not taking anything away from our group but let's be realistic and stay in our lane a little bit as to what we're what we're capable of and what the opposition are capable of. I think yeah, one thing that's, certainly, on.
5: sorry, that's encouraging for Leeds is the way Randall played um, yesterday from the start, um, because JB's not going to be playing, is he? And We're not quite sure on Foreshore's fitness, and obviously Houghton's just coming back, so it's going to be Randall plus A and other we're not sure of. So the fact that he played so well yesterday against... Uh, a playoff quality championship team is like that that's good because if if it had an off game or or got an injury for example with Denby be, I'd I'd be really worried about what our midfield's going to look like against Leeds whereas at least I think we've got a good chance of a you know sure or Houghton is fit alongside um Adam Randall playing as he did last night um I think that at least that's not going to be somewhere we're overrun so that's you know at least one positive we can we can go in with
2: yeah, just a, on a slight tangent, I know um, Argon Memes is, is joking, or at least I hope he is, about more content. Lewis has mentioned the the new article that we've got up on the Youth Academy. Uh, Jack, who I know is watching, is commenting along, uh, has joined us. He's been on a few lives and stuff. Um, seems seems a good lad. Never met him, but he seems all right. He's, um, he's just put up an article on the Youth Academy. Obviously, there's a chance that they win the title tomorrow. Um, and if you're watching this on Friday, today, um, I, although finding out information about the youth team seems harder than it is um go and check that out it's, it's on our site i'm sure you know where to find it but i go dot life um go and find it there. It's is quite a good read if you want to catch up on the next um i was going to say the next tegan finn but he is tegan finn um yeah so go find that anyway ben you've already mentioned oh sorry dad Ben's already mentioned a uh, you know bit of uh, rotation. Obviously, JB can't play. How do you see us lining up for this one?
3: What, as, as in name a one to eleven? We go in, we go in that level. You, do what you want, mate. Do what you want. It's only uh, it's only it's only
2: Bundu and Cooper that are out, right? Or do we know it's Bundu back?
3: It was kind of rumored, I think, wasn't it? In terms of. Um, to, uh, Wednesday might have been a bit too early for him, but he might be back Saturday. I think I read that somewhere. I would love um, Bondy to be back because
5: he he really worried them. I don't think they're used to people with that kind of just did don't care what kind of attitude. I think he's sort he's a real maverick.
3: Yeah, it certainly gives us more kind of attacking options off the bench. Uh, whether it comes whether he comes on and plays right up top or, or um, uh, in the hole behind, um, so. Yeah, go on then. So, obviously, Hazard um, in goal. Um, I don't see the back three changing. So, Phillips, Gibson, Galloway. Um, Wingbacks will be interesting. I think probably... I think might might go Sorinola and Miller. Um, and then it will be... Well, Houghton and Randall in centre-mid, uh, uh, of course. Um, and then... Yeah, probably Divine Whitaker Hardy. Um, yeah, I I don't see. Yeah, I d- I don't see kind of any kind of alterations to that. And then yeah, hopefully Bundu can come in um, and fill that bench slot that will obviously be vacated by uh, JB not being able to play.
2: Let's um let's finish it up then with two. Um, I'd say quick fire, but I'm sure one of you will run off on a tangent. And it won't be that quick. Two questions: school predictions for Saturday. And how many points are we getting out the next four? The next four consist of Leeds at home uh, on Saturday, obviously in front of the Sky cameras. West Brom at home on Tuesday night. Middlesbrough away, and then Ipswich at home. So a nice, easy running. What, what are you thinking? We'll go with Joe. Go on, you go first. You look like you're deep in the thought. You look like you're ready to answer that. Score prediction points next four.
4: Uh, I'm sat here thinking that I've got an eight hour train journey in 11 hours time, that's what I'm sat here thinking about (laughs) Um, how many are we going to get in the next four uh, four well unbeaten, point in each I'll take that Um, no, I I think we will get a draw in there but I do think we'll beat West Brom on Tuesday night
2: go on Ben Oh, hang on. Sorry, Joe. That's not a score prediction. I need a score prediction, please.
4: Oh, sorry. I forgot you asked that. 3-1 um, Leeds.
5: Nice and positive. Ben? Thank you. Um, I will give you a tangent. Um, I think that the that the, the full back sorry, the wing-back subs were made with the idea of having Miller and Mumba start against Leeds. I think the idea was to give them a rest and start them. However, Foster seemed so he was spitting feathers in the press conference about the concession. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Dan's suggestion of Mumba not starting at wing back might come to fruition. Um, score prediction, uh, I'm, I think it'll be like I do think I agree with you. I think it'll be like a 3 1. I think we'll, we'll, we might be tight, one of us will score the other will get it back and then they'll get two late goals as we tie perhaps or they'll just bang it in early and then make us chase shadows i'm afraid of you know they're in such a good run of form how many over the next four i thought we i said three from the if we could get three points from the three home games i thought that would be good so we've got one of those so the next four is i don't i can't just get anything against leeds could we beat west brom obviously we could um well, I think there's a good chance Middlesbrough don't seem to be pulling up trees at the minute. So let's say we win one of those and lose the other just to be... So that's three. And then I really fancy us being up for Ipswich. I feel like that could be a game. So I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm going to say six points. I'm going to say six out of that four. Yeah, I reckon we can do that.
2: I think the, the main caveat I have of you thinking that we might win at Middlesbrough is that it's away from home um yeah i'm just just putting that out there just putting it out there it's away from
5: home we've seen under foster though we can do away from home He he's won like you know what like 25 of his away games 33 percent of his away games it's a great record
2: it's not bad when you, when you put it like that dan go on St- score prediction points next four
3: um I reckon uh, it will be a nil-nil draw and um, Gary Weaver will have to find something to get excited about on commentary. I'm sure he'll start banging (laughs) on about soil because that's what he normally does, um, planting flags and things like that. Um, So, uh, yeah, and then from that... um, yeah, I mean they're all they're all tough games, aren't they? All four of them. But I, I do feel like we've we've just got to switch his number a bit, you know, over the last couple of seasons. Um obviously culminating in last season. Um yeah, and the less said about the the league game up there, the the better. But um yeah, so I think we will get five from the next four.
2: Okay. I'm gonna go um a when you have to say it out loud, in your head you're like, yeah, we'll lose three one. But when you have to say it out loud in front of people when you know they're watching, um yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna top Joe and Ben and go for a four one defeat. Um because um oh, So you're gonna have you a go
4: at me for being negative and then you're gonna come out with a four one defeat. <laughs> you okay, just
5: have to be different, don't you, Aaron? Have to be
4: special.
2: I do. Actually, go on then, I'll be I'll be different. I'll go two one win. Adam Randall, Ben Wayne off the bench. Why not? He's done it before. He did it up at Ellen Road. He can do it again. I'll go for a 2-1 win. Uh, Adam Randall, Ben Wayne, and I'm not going to predict the leads.
5: I can just picture Ben Wayne's happy face with his hand up like Alan Shearer. Just unbelieving of what he's done. That would be class.
2: I'm going to say um, so. Then I have to say three points for Leeds, don't I? Because I can't contradict myself there. I was going to say we're yeah. To don't beat
3: predict two from the next four, mate.
2: Yeah, I was going
3: to. That wouldn't be very sensible.
2: No, uh, I was going to say we're going to beat West Brom, so I'll switch that round. Um, win at midas. I'll go six points. Two wins, two defeats. Why not? Is that positive? Two wins, two defeats. We'll go with there. I would agree. Um,
4: so yeah. I did i'm sat here now trying to think of what gary weaver is going to come up with about a ben wayne winner mm. the mind boggles is what's going to come it'll out on commentary if that happens he'll think of something i'm sure
5: i've been mm. thinking about greg wallace three when i say greg wallace three <laughs> we think of like like greg wallace doing 3pm manager updates for his like you know pre-game interviews for his war gaming you know sort of like got france away you know, Calais is a hard place to go. We've not got a result here in recent years, but yeah, that's. Uh... And
4: can you do it on the Dodoin on a cold Wednesday night in December? That's the question. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Yeah,
2: is there is there anything you guys want to add before we shoot off? I think it's about about done, is not
5: it? I'm I'm done.
2: Yeah, I'm ready for bed. Can't lie. Um, got to be up early on Saturday, haven't we? Not as early as Leeds fans, but early enough. Still takes a while to get from, to get a city bus on a Saturday. Downtown Park takes a while. Uh, anyway, I think we'll call that a night. Cheers, guys. Um, thanks, thanks. Remember to like, subscribe, all of that jazz. Um, follow us on your podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc., etc. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.
3: We're down with the kids.
2: Cheers, guys.
4: Cheers.